Welcome to Business Works. This is Hal Alpiar, and my guest today, Randy Kidd, K-I-D-D. Uh, Randy uh, runs Cookville Transmission Company, and I thought that would be an interesting subject since I know nothing about transmissions. But that's interesting to me because he built a business out of this um, and has made it work. And he makes transmissions work, too. That's really the main <laughs> point of it all. Randy, you want to say hello? and. Uh, Hello. Yeah, and uh, maybe tell us a little bit about how you got started, because our listeners, uh, many of them are in a startup phase or are thinking about a business and that sort of thing, and uh, we want to try to give them some food for thought. Okay. Well, to, to start at the very beginning, I didn't actually start the business. I was 13 years old when my dad decided to uh, go into business for himself. So it's a true family business yes. in this sense. Okay. Right. Um he started, uh, we lived in Nashville at the time, uh, and we were traveling back and forth to Center Hill Lake every weekend just for fun, and he decided he wanted to be closer to to the lake and to be his own boss, too. So him and a, a buddy of his decided to go in partners and uh, open up Cookville Transmission, and uh Everything went along well till they just till they wondered what they were going to do with me and and you went to work illegally at thirteen years well, old <laughs> just during the summer. I won't tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just just during the summer for that for that part of it. Then I got to be. I'll mention that Randy's a little older than thirteen now. So yes, yes, <laughs> um, you got to be. Sorry. Yeah, and we got um, uh, after about. So six or seven years, uh, we decided to buy a partner out and to uh, just go make a go of it just for us two. And then a couple of years after that, I had a younger brother join us, who is now my business, the partner in the business. And his name? His name is Rick. Rick. Okay. So Rick and Randy. Yep. Randy and Rick. All right. Good. Exactly. So, um, you know, we made, a, we made a go of it. Family businesses are... Bit family businesses are hard. Um, can t- can you talk about that for a minute? What what makes it hard? Why? Because I've heard this often, and I've had the good fortune of working with a number of them. And you're right; they're all hard um, because it's family, and there's another dimension to uh, how you work together. There is. There's the biggest part of it. I think is your. There's no holds barred. Um, if you have a, uh, if there's a difference of opinion, most of the time you're just going to let it go and, and it's harder to, um, uh, harder to communicate civilly, I guess is the best okay. way for me to put it. You know, okay. you, you think your way is better than their way. Especially brothers. Uh, especially brothers. <laughs> And, and you were competing for the your father's attention, I assume. Somewhere. I I don't think we had to compete for it. We were just working all the time. That was that was the attention that that we got. Uh, but you know, there's always there's always something going on in the background of family dynamics. You know, right. uh, um, what people do in their spare time. You know, right. that's right. And and sometimes we don't agree with that with that the direction that's going and. And then we want to be included in some of it, and some of it we don't, and that does other things too. Um, but you know, we we work together as a as a family, mother and father, and uh, two brothers. 
uh, for close to 30 years. All right. Um, that's a that's a real accomplishment yeah. all by itself. Everybody had a job, and yeah. they knew what it was. What's your mother do? Did she work in the shop? She worked in the office. Really? She did all the office work. Okay. Um, and then thereafter, about at the end of the 30 years, they decided to um, to spend some more time away and to um, wanted to move to Florida, which they eventually did. Uh, and Rick and I acquired the business and uh, decided not to change anything for the time being because everything had been going so well for 30 years. So we decided to keep everything the way it was. Were you able to? And we were able to. We mm-hmm. just kept plugging the way we were. Um, there's not a whole lot to have changed in the way we do business. There's a lot of differences in the way we have to work on things uh, simply because – GM and Ford and Chrysler decided to add computers and <laughs> wires and all this other stuff yeah, to them. That we were just talking. We were if we were just talking about computers and and both of us having been around at a time when it all started, uh, remembering that one computer could fill an entire room, <laughs> and of course now we've got as much uh, crank up on a cell phone as you would have on a one of those things, but. Um, uh, it's interesting, yeah. So now the computers are built into the cars, and that has accelerated the need to learn a whole lot more in the, in midstream, I guess, right? It, yes, it it it, it greatly um, test your patience, I guess, is is my <laughs> way of putting it. Because uh, I thought I was done, uh, not done. I thought I was finished with trying to. Uh, go to school and to, to open up a book and try to learn that stuff. And, and then you got thrown back into it. <laughs> and I got, I got thrown into it. And, and it wasn't that we weren't warned. Uh, they all warned us at different seminars that this was coming, starting probably in about 1978 or 79. They warned us that this was coming. We just didn't know it was going to come to the extent it did. Right. And so that transformed the business uh, because now you had – new ingredients to to deal with besides the transmission itself. Right. Okay. Yeah, probably roughly uh, 35 to 40% of our work is not even related to the transmission anymore. I mean, it's related to the transmission, but it's not uh, a piece of it. It's not a piece of it. It's it's a part from it, you know, like in the wiring or the computer or some other component that controls it. So it's uh, there's a lot of things to look at when trying to find a problem. Yeah. How did, how long did it take to master that computer ingredient? I'll let you know when I find out. <laughs> so it's ongoing. It's think. still yeah. going. All right. Um, what can you tell us a little bit about some more of this family issue here? And I uh, I recall in having discussions with you at some point um, earlier that we had talked about your son and maybe you could uh, share uh, a little information about that because I think that, um, it, it, it's up to you of course, but I think that every, everyone who tries to run a business or start a business has some, uh, situation with family that is unsettling in some ways and some more than others. And of course you've had your share. So, if you don't mind sharing some of that, no, I don't uh, mind. Uh, in, uh, explain to us how that. Uh, it, I had a <clears throat> my, my son was uh, twenty four years old in September of 
2011, and he got diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that absolutely threw us for a loop. I mean, we didn't, we we had no idea where to go, what to do. Um, one of the first things I did was called my brother and told him. I said, I don't know what this is going to mean and what's going to happen business-wise other than I I can tell you that I'm going to do whatever it takes to get him better. Um, what what were the odds of, of it being terminal at that point? Did you recall that? Or? Uh, the odds are the type, of, the type of cancer that he had is always terminal. There's... If you if you make it three years out, they they consider it a a, a good thing. Um, and where did most, this, where did this come from? Do you know? And nobody knows where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the they just it just it's just something that popped up. The research doctors told me it's just something that happens. He actually told me that his theory was that everybody had random cancer cells running through their body, and that. He thinks they just run from one place to another, and if they ever stop and start growing, then that's where you're going to have cancer. And you told me, if I recall right, that this was at a point in time where your son was just starting to really get into the business and and uh, and and learn it and be interested in it, and, or, or was that no? That he was he was beginning to he he had graduated from MTSU with an a with a degree uh, in flying planes, and he wanted to fly planes. That's right. Now but I he had remember. but he had been uh, he had been in the past a part of the business, and uh, and really wanted to, you know he was always helpful whenever I needed him, and he would have been great at it, um, but. His passion was flying planes. Okay, and um, he he never got to he he flew planes, small ones. He he took actually took the entrance exam to the Air Force about a month before he got diagnosed. And that um, you know just well, one of those things. Yeah, what and what was his attitude about all this? Was he did he take it on the chin? Was he upset? Was he? I mean, I'm sure he was upset. If he was upset, he kept it to himself. Really? I mean, he took everything. He tried to be as positive as he could. Um, so he was a trooper. He was a real trooper. The word, right. Yeah. He um he he never once, um, as far as I know, he never once said why me. He had his faith in God. He knew that um, that it was in his hands, that whatever happened was going to happen. Um, and he he just, you know, he told me, he says, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I just, just, I'll do whatever you tell me I've got to do. And, uh, and that's, that's where we set out well thank thank yeah. you for sharing that yeah. what what and so since then now and and he passed away when he passed away 14 months later okay so he was 26 he was almost. 25 20, yeah he just turned he just turned 25 he's about to turn 25 when he got diagnosed um okay so then what what did you do i mean did you close the business do you No, you, we didn't you, close the business that, how, how did you go to work i, I didn't mean, um Spent uh, six weeks in Houston, Texas, with him the first time. I came. I would come back a time or two and and do book work, uh, and try to get caught up on stuff. Right. 
Um, and your wife would, would was part and then of all she this. would get, and then she would come down there and stay with him while I was back here because mm-hmm. she was still she taught school and she was still teaching at the time, and um, we we just kind of we'd swap out, and then actually we came back in first um, uh, of December, and in 2011, and he did fine for five months. Uh, and then we had to go. We went, went back to Houston to MD Anderson Hospital every six weeks for scans, and they told us that it was uh, it had come back in May or June. And, and so, how did you cover for his loss? I mean, in terms of the business, you because obviously you took a lot of out of you in a lot of ways. And and your brother, I assume, was... My brother just jumped in there and did whatever he could do. Okay. Uh, there's, You know, I couldn't have asked for a group of guys to, to, to do any more than what they did. They they all knew that uh, that that I wasn't going to be there. And, and not that I'm all that important, but I was the front man. So that was the one that everything went through and that... That that kind of made them have to step up and and take care of that, um, but they they did wonderfully. I couldn't I couldn't have asked for anybody to do any better. Well, that's uh, that's very <laughs> encouraging and motivating yeah. to think about, and uh, um, we really appreciate your sharing that information. Thank you, uh, because I know that there are folks listening to either the show or the podcast who. Uh, are maybe going through dynamics that like that and, and wondering how in the world they're going to survive and what are they going to do and how are they going to make things work and make ends meet and uh, go through all the turmoil. And so it's inspiring to hear from you, you know, that everybody stepped up and uh, from from your son all the way through. You right. know, he did, uh, your brother did, your your wife did, all that. So... We're, we're going to come back with a little more and talk about some um, some more business-related topics in a minute. And so we are ask you to please don't go away. Um, we're looking to stay with you. And if you have questions of, of Randy or comments you would like to share, uh, send them by email to Hal, to me, Hal, at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U-S. And um, I will be sure to forward those along immediately. And you can put in the subject line, just put Randy. Um, and, and I'll know that that's for him. And I'll make sure he gets those uh, promptly. And uh, in, you might indicate if you, um, you, you want him to get back to you to, to give, you, uh, to give a, a phone number or an address or something as well. Um, anyway, we will be back in a couple of seconds. So don't go away. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with our guest, Randy Kidd, today uh, from Cookville Transmission Company in, in Cookville, of course. And um, Randy's been sharing with us some of the, uh, the struggles that you go through when you start a business, and particularly a family business, and what the relationships are about, and, and how do you build from that and stay together and make things work? And, and he's certainly done that. And if you listen to the first half, you know that for sure. Um, Randy, I wonder if you wouldn't mind um, talking a little bit, if you would. You started to mention uh, employees and how you have this team, um, what they're like. How, do the, how does that all come together? Uh, did they 
rush in when you needed them or were they just kind of slowly stepping up or what you know how did that all happen and then what happened with the customers that you had uh, at that time and where are you today i know that's a lot to address but if you could just kind of get us started with it okay well at the time caleb got uh, diagnosed with cancer i only had one other employee besides my partner rick uh, that was working with us at that time your partner uh, and Mark, brother. Yeah. Yeah. My partner and brother, Rick. Um, Mark Wishard has been with us now for almost 20 years. Uh, and he he stepped up and, and uh, you know, said he'd do whatever whatever we had to do to to keep everything going. Um, and he he did just that. I had a, a, another guy that was working with us at the time, too, that was uh, – that that did very well too you know he's he's right. moved on out of the auto industry now but he he's uh he did real well in 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 stepping up and doing whatever had to be done you can mention his name that's okay uh, <laughs> his name is chuck okay uh, it's uh I don't know whether he wants me to tell his name or not. <laughs> okay, <that's laughs> never okay. know. Never know about that. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, so the teams, the team surrounding you, right. stepped up and, yeah. and kept things cooking. And our customers, our customers stayed, you know, right with us. They knew that if I wasn't there, it was for a very good reason. Um, we have a lot of, uh, um, a lot of very loyal customers that that. You know, just have stayed with us. Uh, to, how how does that happen? I mean, if your tra- transmission goes and you fix it, why would I come back? Well, <laughs> it's going, supposedly I don't need that again. It, Are you talking about companies? And, it, and, uh, I'm talking about other other types of work in two, uh-uh. in 2008 when the economy uh, kind of trashed Tanked out. out. Yeah. we um, we decided that we had we were going to have to do other work. To be able to survive. Ah, thank you for getting to that point. Yeah. All right. That's so, so we decided to um, to start doing uh, air conditioning work, brake work. Uh, I, we had about a five or six fleet accounts that required us to do that kind of stuff already, and it it worked out. Uh, you know that we were we had acquired some equipment to do that stuff just over time. Uh, went. At times when it didn't just right uh, hurt us too bad, mm-hmm. money wise, and uh, we decided just to put it to more use, and uh, it's really it's really worked out. So now a lot of people that were just our transmission customers are now coming in for their air conditioner brakes, oil ah, changes. Okay, and you had you guys had to teach yourselves, or you had reps come in. Uh, you, well, actually, that? Mark already knew he had in his previous employment had done a lot of air conditioning work ah. and brake work too. Uh, so, you know, we, we had, we had all done a, a lot of that stuff. If, if nothing more than on our own vehicles. Right. Uh, and for people that we knew. So it's, um, uh, not, not that we, you didn't come in out of nowhere. You, you no, already had that. No, we experience. already had a lot of experience at it. Okay, that's great. And so your and your customers have stood by you and um, returned for these other services now, um, and have continued to do that. What um, it, it, I guess if you had to identify, w- what were the ingredients that 
helped you get through all of these storms, uh, I call them, you know, that uh, you've experienced. I mean, most people can't even get past family conflicts, never mind business and family, and, and so or one or the other. Um, most people with business conflicts um, mess up family situations and uh, or vice versa. And and so how did you manage to keep all the, what, what was the glue, you know, that held this all together somehow um, during this fragile period? And when well, the, the glue, especially during this, fra- during the fragile period was our faith. Uh, we were able to, we knew that something else was in control of our lives, that we didn't have any, uh, I'm going to say we don't have any control, but, you know, we had little control over what was happening at that time. And uh, we could make decisions uh, based on what we saw, but we could also know that God was guiding our thoughts and he, he knew what we needed to do. And he'd point us in that direction. And that was a feeling that everyone had in the family, and that, and that's where it came Every, from originally? Everybody had that feeling, yes. So did your parents um, kind of indoctrinate your thinking into that direction, or was that, or were they very religious? Or? Uh, my parents weren't very religious at the time, no. So how did this Dur- all during surface? During this time then, they, they became to see while Rick and I were beginning to rely on God for more things. Um. Can you share any of that, or I mean, just to give us an idea of what uh, I wish I wish I could tell you there was a, a <laughs> defining moment, but yeah. it was a gradual. it was a gradual thing over time mm-hmm. that that took time. It it wasn't any more different than what my wife tried to do for me in in showing the love of Christ to me. Uh, it took a long time. Okay. So well, but yeah, but you're still together. We're still together, <laughs> and yes. that's what matters. It's, yes. it's great. So uh, the good Lord has stepped up for you um, in seeing what you've gone through yeah. and has helped you hold things together, and that's terrific. Um, w- w- what advice could you possibly offer to people? You may not think you're you have any advice, but uh, I think you do. Maybe you could share. Uh, uh, some of that, you know, what what can people do when they wake up every day and and see all the problems in front of them and try to figure out how to solve them and, um, you know, spend that energy in that direction? Um, and, and, of course, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but uh, it takes its toll. <laughs> sure. The, the first thing you got to do when you when you face adversity is is to, is to talk to God, see what he wants you to do. I can't tell you that you're always going to get a clear picture because I still don't get a clear picture on a lot of things. But I still think that he guides you in the direction that you want to go, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. Can you continue with that thought a little bit? Uh, I, I mean, in other words, how do you how do you do that? Um, I personally have to consciously do it. I am not a... Um, I'm not going to tell you that I get out of bed every morning and hit my knees and pray because I don't do it. Okay. Well, God is the uh, shepherd, but how do you get yourself cranked into uh, the day and what's ahead of you and how you're going to deal with it? You know, Al, it's just a, an everyday thing anymore. It's no more getting up and putting on your socks. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you do that. It's it's when uh, you know when a problem comes up, it's how you deal with it. 
is the is the the big thing for me. If if as long as uh, you treat people the way that you want to be treated, I think that everything will work out. And I believe that um, you know that everything will work out for the better when you do that. That's a that's a terrific thought. And of course, that applies to family and business. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you have a family business, that's even more so. Right. You know, so, um, I wonder if you might going back to the first half of the show and talking about your son and stuff. If you wouldn't mind sharing what what you've done with Cookville Transmission in relationship to the foundation that um, that you've sponsored and you've helped with, um, and how that all has worked out. As as Caleb was taking treatments at MD Anderson, we we met a wonderful me, couple. Excuse me, tell me your son's name again. Caleb. Caleb. Uh-huh. C-A-L-E-B. C-A-L-E-B. Caleb. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he was taking treatments there, and, and we met a wonderful couple that were, uh, they were going through the same thing as Phil and Misty Bauman. Uh, Phil had been diagnosed about three weeks before Caleb was with the same thing. Um. During one of our good trips to Houston, we we tried to meet up with them for for dinner whenever we were down there. Um, We were just sitting talking uh, about how people had been so good to us that they. I had people come into the office and just hand me a hundred dollar bill and say, you know, we don't know what else to do. Just do something, you know, help with any way we can. Right, and uh, so. We were sharing that with Phil and Misty, and uh, she said the same thing was happening to them. Uh, so she said that her and her some friends had 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 thought about putting together a music festival and uh, trying to raise money for research because this uh, because brain cancer is uh, is kind of low on the totem pole as far as cancer research goes. So they get very little money from the government as far as research. So um, we we decided to, uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot I could do as far as setting up for a for an event in Houston. So um, we told them we'd do whatever we could do. Um, a very good friend of mine, uh, Kip Pogue, here in town, uh, him and his wife had and us were sitting around talking about that, and, and we decided to put together a um, a houseboat cruise where we'd take people out on our boat, uh, take them for a cruise, feed them, and you know, basically ask for donations to to fund the the research. Right, and it's been going very well. Um, you still doing this? We're still doing right. it. So how long has this been? You've been doing. We've this been long? doing this since 2012. Oh boy, that's uh, well, that's great. Yeah. Now, how does someone get involved with that? How does someone sign up to do that? You know, right now it's just kind of a, a Facebook kind of thing. We uh-huh. we just put it on there, and where where would they go on Facebook? Do you know? Uh, there's a there's a a page called Cruise for the Cure. Cruise for the Cure. Yeah. And okay. it's um, it it has um, all the links on it. Tells when we're going to have right. it. Right. Um, okay. We have right now. We have. It depends on who's available at the time. But this this past year, we had uh, six houseboats tied together. Oh, nice. And hosted um, 
little over 100 people. Wow, that's great. And, and so uh, how you're raising money for this organization. Raising money for that. To do research. Right? Now, the, the whole organization has raised over a million dollars now. Wow. Since 2012. That's a so it's, major accomplishment. It is. Yeah. It is. Misty and, and her crew down there in, in Texas do a do a fabulous job putting together a one-day event. So there's a lot more to be said about being involved in the business and having your own family business. Yeah, yeah there's... <laughs> that's, uh, that's quite a, uh, an experience. Um, so, well, before we sign off here, I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you. If you could uh, share the information for contacts and uh, where you are, uh, your address, and, okay. you know, if they have a car issue of some kind. All right. We've been in the same building since 1984, um, it's uh, on Walnut Avenue. Uh, the best way I can describe it is directly behind the Olive Garden restaurant. Okay. So, so if you can find Olive Garden, just look out the back door. Or next to? Or next to French's Shoes. <laughs> French's Shoes and Boots <laughs> yeah. is my next guest. He's coming yeah. on for the next next week after you. Okay. okay. Right. And um, we have a, a website. It's cookvilletrans.com. Uh, is our website, and uh, there's a link there that will you can get information there. Great. All right. Okay. Well, I you know it's just it's enlightening and inspiring, and I really appreciate it. And I know the listeners do uh, that that you've been so forthcoming with with sharing what it's like to climb this mountain and get to the top. And uh, and stay there. I mean, that's really uh, an incredible accomplishment all by itself. And raising a million dollars, I mean, that's not even, uh, that's already beyond comprehension. So. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so um, would like, I would like to add, too, I'd like, you know, my, my dad is still living, but he's in, in failing health. But um, he's, he's, he's still doing very well. And this would, this will be our, this year is our 50th anniversary of being in business. Okay. And that it's a to us it's a big accomplishment. Thanks to Dad. Yeah, yeah. And, thanks to Dad. And for, what, what's his name? His name is Buddy. Buddy. Uh-huh. Buddy Kid. Uh-huh. Okay. That's his. That's a family name. His real name's Arland. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Arland. Thank you, Buddy. <laughs> yeah. And thank you, Buddy. You're a buddy too. Yeah. I appreciate your time and and your energy and the wonderful stories here. And I'm sure they will be helpful to somebody out there who's. Who's who's hearing what yeah. you have to say? And and let me also say, if anybody is thinking of is dealing with cancer and they they uh, have looked at MD Anderson as a place to go, I'd be glad to help them with anything that I can. There you go. It's a it's a I think it's a wonderful place to go, even though nobody wants to go there. But if you have if to, you have to. It's a great a place. place. Okay. Well, thank you again. All right. Have a wonderful day, and right. uh, we ask you all to have a wonderful day. And uh, or night, if you're listening, whenever this mm-hmm. is, and that you join us again. So thank you from Business Works.